It just gives me. Hey guys, hey guys, welcome to Analog Girl Podcast. This is your podcast for your 30-somethings and your 40-somethings, and we are on a quest to live our analog lives, get our analog lives in this digital-driven world. I am your host, Toya D. I am um, a recoverer and then sometimes a relapser of anxiety um, and anxiety, PTSD, and depersonalization. And this is just a podcast talking about my struggles, sharing my journey, um, and sharing other people's journeys, and figuring out how we just go and live our best lives through all the mess and all the madness. And I'm just so grateful that you guys are listening. So thank you so, 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 so much. Thank you to the people who have been reaching out to me um, and sending me words of encouragement and emails, and also to the young ladies who have reached out asking for the meditation materials that I've used that I mentioned in my previous episodes about what I've done to overcome panic attacks and anxiety. Ladies, I hope those things work out for you. <clears throat> Reach out to me and let me know about your progress. Um, and let's just slay this anxiety together, y'all, okay? So... Up next, what is it? It's the Anna, it's the anxiety check-in. So let's check in with my anxiety. Um, first of all, I hope you guys' anxiety levels are low to non-existent. Um, if not, uh, let's just let's try to breathe and and take this all in. Take some deep breaths in through our nose, out through our mouth. I hope that you have tried the left-right nostril breathing. It really does work. I know it sounds stupid AF, but I'm telling you guys, it, it really does work. And meditating, you have to stick with it. You might start your first day with meditation and be looking around like I feel stupid, or it even might scare you because meditation in the beginning, sometimes it scares me to lay and just be quiet. It, it makes me panic. And the reason for that is because of the existential um, thoughts and crisis that I go through at times. So it does panic me, but I'm telling you, you've got to stick with it because there is a sense of calming that comes over you the more consistent you stay with that. And it does help. It also helps with you to manifest things that you want in your life. So please, guys, you got to stick with it. So my anxiety check-in. Um, this week, this week, I was feeling a little. I was feeling a little off this week, so I'm gonna attribute it to two things, and I'm gonna tell you guys about. Um, so one is I had a very revealing and transparent session with my therapist. Um, I told you guys about my therapist. Her name is Dr. Melanie Styles, and this lady, this lady is awesome. Um, she is just an awesome, awesome woman. She's very powerful and uh, a powerful preacher, and she's just very good at what she does. And she, actually, she's just very good at talking to me. Um, and it's the first time that I'm in like a completely, completely judgment-free zone. Like I can just say everything that I've done in my life, and I just know that there's no judgment. She's there to do her job. Um, and I had a transparent moment with her, um, about things that I've done in, in my life. And immediately after, like just going through and telling her all this crazy stuff, um, that, that has gone on. Um, then after the session, it's like, I had to deal with 
um, all those emotions of me finally coming to terms and facing facing um, who I actually really am and, and the things that I've done and facing my mistakes and facing my mishaps. So it was just a little rough on me. Um, and I believe that that heightened my anxiety. So like when my anxiety gets heightened, um, the depersonalization will start. So, or it will just, uh, the, the, the personalization sensation will kind of arise. I don't want to say start, but it'll arise. But I've learned how to cope and I've learned how to flip that switch and go back. So when I notice that it's happening, I don't panic anymore. Before, when it was happening, I thought I was dying. And y'all, you know, I told y'all, I thought I was living in a real life matrix. But I, you know, I've learned like that's not really what the case is. So I've learned how to cope. So I think that was one of the reasons why I started to feel a little detached was because of that session. In that session, I had to be fully transparent and be honest with myself. And that is something that you will have to do, guys, when you decide to go to therapy and heal. And the healing process is bringing everything up, bringing everything up um, that has happened, all your trauma and everything. And like in, in my first, and I think it was one of my first sessions with Dr. Mel, um, she was like, girl, I'm just going to have to diagnose you right now and let you know as a doctor, you, um, it, you have PTSD. And I do, I have PTSD. Um, I suffer with ex- severe anxiety. Um, I'm not, this is not just your average. I just feel nervous today. Like, no, this is the anxiety where I have out of body experiences. Um, so I'm getting down to the root of all of that. So all that is coming up. <laughs> and I think that that was one of the things that kind of triggered me this week. Um, but thankfully I have learned how to cope with that. So that's something that you guys have to be on the lookout for when you do go through start, when you start going through your therapy. And if you are in therapy now and you start getting deeper and deeper into things like, yeah, that can trigger your, your anxiety. It can trigger you. Um, and then the second, um, thing I think, so it was just a compilation, (laughs) um, is that, and I know this is going to be TMI for y'all and I'm sorry, and I know for the analog daddies out there that's listening, like, I'm sorry. I just got to, this, this is just one of my reasons, okay? And you've got to understand it. It's, it's, it's life. But um, I believe your girl's cycle is getting ready to start. So I'm PMSing. So anytime um, my period is getting ready to start, for some reason, um, I get extremely sad. Um, and I could be like having the time of my life, but it'll, uh, all of this wave of sadness comes. So I think now that the anxiety has surfaced in a different um, form in my life uh, this year, um, that it's, so now when I'm PMSing, um, it just heightens sometimes the depersonalization or it kind of comes back a little bit. And I was, and that's something that I also now too have to notice when, um, you know, month by month, okay, this is what's going to happen. I know how to operate. I know what to do. I know how to cope. And like, thankfully, like I said, I know how to cope. So I think that's, what's really been throwing me off this week. And I ain't been really going hard in the gym, but when I do go to the gym and when I go to the chiropractor, I am balanced a little more or I'm not really balanced, but my body is in harmony. Okay. Um, for, for lack of better words. So yeah, that's my anxiety check-in. Um, and, but your girl is still ticking along, you know, I'm still out here living my best life and, and, you know, and just learning the ropes. I'm learning the ropes and I hope you guys out there learning the ropes too. And we just going to do this together. 
You know, we just going to do this together. It's, we have no choice. I'm living my best life. I ain't going back and forth with you niggas. I just, I just felt like doing, I don't know. I just wanted to put that in there for you guys. So I hope you liked it, you know, cause uh, your girl got some pipes too. Anyway. So anywho, on with, on with, with the show today, today is going to be, it's a cute little interview, uh, a very informative interview that I have for you guys with a friend of mine. Her name is Nicole Hayward. She is a marketing genius. She is a management, she is a manager, an artist manager, and she does an excellent job. She owns a company called Creative Classic Agency. I used to work with her back in the days. Um, and she taught me a lot. She's the person who taught me how to write a press release properly. Cause I, even with a master's degree, y'all, I didn't even know how to write a, prop, a pri- proper um, uh, press release. I don't know if that's the school for That's my fault. It's probably the latter. But she did teach me how to do it properly. Um, she taught me a lot of the ins and outs that I know as a, to, um, to promote and to market myself as a brand. She taught me a lot of ins and outs about how to help other artists. Um, and she's just amazing at what she does. She's And it comes to her like the back of her hand, like to write up a pitch or write proposal letters and write, um, sponsorship letters. Like she's just a mastermind at it. And, um, I had her into, uh, in today, or I have her on today to talk about trusting your instincts because Nicole used to work for music world, um, under Matthew Knowles. So she learned how to be a beast from a beast. Okay. So she's just, she's going to give us some, some points, um, some gems. And I say, stick with us till the very end, because it's just a very informative conversation about, um, trusting your instincts and going out there and just doing what you want to do, finding your passion. And that's when Nicole did, she found her passion, even though there was a comfort level, um, in being under Matthew knows, um, she knew that she had to trust her instincts and go out there and start what has now become one of the best branding agencies out there, Creative Classic Agency. So you guys check it out. Um, And if you want to contact Nicole, I will put all her information in the description box. Her name is Nicole Hayward. I believe you can find her on Instagram as Nicole Hayward too as well, or Creative Classic Agency. Um, And you can go out there and get your best lives and, uh, you know, get some branding and marketing. Okay. All right. And tell her I sent you. Hi, Nicole. Hey. How you doing? I am great. How are you? I'm great. Welcome to my humble abode. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, this is the studio for now until I can get some dollars. Uh, guys, this is Nicole Hayward. She's one of my good friends and marketing genius extraordinaire. Thank you, doll. And uh, she is here to talk about trusting your instincts and we're going to chit chat with her. So Nicole, tell us about yourself. Can I call you toy on here? Do yeah, I have to call girl, you? Girl? I'm just saying, cause I, I didn't know <laughs> if I was supposed to act like we didn't have a full out, you know, conversation oh, building each other. We've been sitting up here talking, <laughs> we've been sitting here talking uh, before we started recording y'all and just, um, what would, what would you call it? Mapping out a plan for our lives. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so that's yeah. what we were just doing guys. But yes, you can call me Toya. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, analog girl fans. Oh, analog daddies <laughs> and analog mommies out there. Is that what it is? See? No. Okay. Oh. <laughs> My name is Nicole, like she said, and I've been knowing Toya 
I'm this not sure. This is like 2008, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I met you pretty much when I started my company. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I come back to New York and yeah, that's mm-hmm. how we connected. Mm-hmm. So I am originally from the Bronx. Ew. I live in Houston, Texas now, but obviously spend a lot of time still back home just because my family is all here. And I'm in a season in my life where that's a very important piece of the puzzle for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Business is great, but there's nothing like your relationships and your family and just, you know, being around. Sometimes you got to take a a, a breather Mm -hmm. or a break. Yep. But I've been um, working in music specifically in entertainment since high school, actually, I started with internships. So I'm a huge advocate for internships mm-hmm. and had my first one 10th grade. And I interned at various labels straight through college. Mm-hmm. And a few months out of graduating college, I got my first job offer, which was to work with uh, a management company at the time that represented Mary Mary. Mm-hmm. And that's the job that actually got me out of New York because my boss relocated first to Atlanta and then to Houston. Mm-hmm. And he asked me to go along both times. And I was like, sure, let's do this. <laughs> so that's how this Bronx girl ended up in Houston, Texas, which is not something I ever saw happening. But um, I love it. I love Houston. Yeah, I yeah. I don't even think I've ever been to Houston. You haven't. You need to come. I but. know. Like, I'm trying to think, have I ever, like, stepped foot in? I don't feel like I have. That's trash. Yeah. But you, oh, yeah, you've done Essence. I was going to say, most people, I think the closest. Is New Orleans. Is, like, I've yeah. done New Orleans plenty, plenty of times, but never Texas. Yeah. All right. So, tell us about your stint in Texas. Um... Music World Entertainment is the company that I went to Houston to work for, mm-hmm. which um, it it was pretty much, I guess, at it was in the, the height of its existence at the time. Music World is the company that managed Beyonce, Destiny's Child as a whole. Um, Music World had an imprint. They were partnered with Sony Columbia Records. And so that is the side that Mr. Knowles um, or Matthew, when we were in-house, is what we would call him. That's how he released his projects. Um, you are so, so silly. So you were on first-name <laughs> basis. She was on first-name basis, y'all, with That Matthew. was my boss. Matthew <laughs> Knowles was your boss. That was so, my boss. So um, before we even, you know, indulge in the rest of your career, because we love it, you know, what was it like, you know, being around the queen? Um. The queen was not in Houston often. Because <laughs> we all, but, and, and I hope all y'all know who the queen is, which is Beyonce. And if you don't know, get your entire life. Okay, guys, <laughs> we're talking about Beyonce like right now. We want to know what it was like being around the queen. Yeah. So wasn't around the, the queen much. Okay. But um, the energy and there was definitely just a vibe of big things. Like you could just you would walk into the office something. and feel, well, she was already, I mean, I came in, I, I came in to music world 2004. Oh, okay. So she, yeah, she mm-hmm. was, they were well in motion, but I came in, in the time frame where, um, they were really focused on diversifying her brand and really establishing who she was. Mm-hmm. So I, I was there. Um, and of course she had product managers. I wasn't on the team, mm-hmm. but the way he fostered like the environment in the company, everybody, everybody. knew what was going on. Yeah. Which is um, great. Yeah. That's a good it was thing. 
super smart and I'm grateful for it because mm-hmm. my eyes and ears got to be on, you know, such great stuff that I carry to this day. But I'm um, going into like her fragrances. So the fragrance launch, mm-hmm. House of Darion, all of those things I was around for the birth of those. Okay. So um, it was really cool, you know, to, to learn about strategy and branding and capitalizing on, you know, different events, you mm-hmm. know, and learning how to launch products around, you know, big events or partnering, right. all those kind of things I, you know, picked up and was privy to. So those have all really been great things. But the I will just say like again, the the energy in the office when I started, um everybody it was just it was excitement. And mm-hmm. it was like that creative freedom and it was still it was like a family vibe. I was kind of like the stepchild because they didn't know who I was or where I came from or why I was mm-hmm. there. Um, but I didn't care. I was in my world <laughs> and I was, I was still absorbing and learning. So you never so. really actually got to interact with the queen. Um, I mean, at backstage of shows, you know, oh, okay. we, we would get access. Oh wait, no, and you had a first, phone call. Yeah. My first day actually at the office, she called. She <laughs> on called. your first day. Girl, I'd have been on the floor like, child. I, I actually, I thought it was a prank. I really did. I thought it was a prank at first. Um, but she called asking for my boss. My boss was the general manager. When I started at Music World, I was his assistant. Okay. And then I um, I ended up moving into product management. Mm-hmm. So I worked day to day with the management clients. And then I moved into label management. So mm-hmm. I was doing label and management. But she called and asked for my boss, the awesome Demet Guidry. If you don't know who he is and you're anyone that geeks about marketing and just black music culture Mm -hmm. the fujis any like maxwell like google him and you'll learn a lot because he's incredible (laughs) but she called she called for him and um she didn't introduce herself at first she just Mm -hmm. called she was like you know hi may i speak to demet and I said, sure, hold on. And I was going to put it on hold because I heard the voice and I was like, mm-hmm. this sounds like Beyonce, you know, <laughs> but I was like, let me just do my job, you know? So I, and, and she stopped before I could put the phone on hold. She was like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. That was so rude. This is Beyonce. How are you doing today? Oh, and I was just like, just so cute. I was like, this is, this is really her. Yeah. yeah and she, yeah, she is that, I mean, she's a businesswoman, So I, I get it. Like the. I need something handled. So I'm calling for the person that can handle it. Mm -hmm. But then the who you are and what you learned in growing up, like, Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. This is Beyonce. How are you doing? May I speak to, you know, you pull yourself back down. So she is that, um, that kind of person, like humble. I truly believe that. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, she just, she's two people. She's Sasha Fierce. And mm-hmm. then she's Beyonce. <laughs> um, so thanks, thanks for indulging me because you know I am so obsessed with her. So guys, that's why you guys had to sit through that because I'm just I just love to hear the story over and over again. So um, as far as working at Music World, I would think that working under Matthew Knowles is like one of the best opportunities ever because I even no matter what people say. Uh, I think the man is like a complete beast, like everything that we see today as far as and not just Beyonce, as far as Michelle, as far as um, um, Kelly, Kelly, mm-hmm. Solange, um, Solange mm-hmm. um, yeah. Tina, mm-hmm. to an extent, um, he has been behind. So it's like there is there is a level of beast mode. That yeah. has to be respected with him. No Absolutely. Matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was before. 
he started doing what he did on the music side. Like he was a beast in business. Like he was, I believe he was a top, maybe in his, maybe in the region. I don't know, but I know he was a top sales rep for Xerox. Mm-hmm. I think it was, mm-hmm. um, but he'd always been a great businessman. Business yeah. And okay. then even with Miss Tina and I, I interacted with her on the end of um, wardrobe because essentially all of the management clients, when they had higher profile events or even sometimes just a general mm-hmm. um, concerts, we would work with her office and her team. But she herself, I mean, like I see group, where Beyonce yeah. gets it yeah. from. Yeah. And Solange, even Solange, like she's, and to me, Solange is, she's more my vibe in the space of she's so free creatively. Beyonce is as well. Um, but Beyonce to me is, has a little more of like polish in terms Mm -hmm. of maybe early on, there was a little bit of conformity in terms Mm -hmm. of let me give the people, you know, I mean, you do that in business. You want to give people what they want, but you know, she's, kind of well she's come out of that in the past yeah that's what i'm saying years, early on but, yeah. yeah but, but to me solange was always mm-hmm. solange was like i'm always be solange yes, and this exactly. is what it is and she and, would be in the office too just mind yeah, her business she she yeah because she lived in houston on and off so she was there she recorded a record there so she i saw more mm-hmm. actually in like the halls of the office okay um, so and then it's her, safe to say yeah her best friend was on the roster for a while and i was her product manager so she oh, was a, i she know was around ingrid ingrid mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah ingrid wrote that song that everybody thought was a love song on this last album of beyonce's ingrid's amazing yeah i can't think of the and name ingrid, right castle sandcastles mm-hmm. yes ingrid is um She's with Parkwood Entertainment now, mm-hmm. so I mean, she didn't go far, yeah, you know, at all. But she, yeah, but my point is like the creativity, the focused business mindset, like that's all in and through their there. blood. So yeah. you actually, so like I said, it's safe to say you had you got lucky as far as being up coming up under that mm-hmm. and learning the ropes and learning about you know, the ins and outs of marketing and, um, just becoming a brand. So, Mm -hmm. and it was hard and I'm sure it was hard. I don't think, I don't think being (laughs) under somebody like Matthew knows is easy to work for. Yeah. Um, Like there was never a reason for you to not have an answer you know, like it, I mean, it was just, it was tough. I mean, but in hindsight, it gave me so much of what I have today. So knowledge that you have today, which Mm -hmm. is great. Mm -hmm. Um, so what made you decide to, 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 to jump out? And here's where we started talking about trusting your instincts. Yeah. Like, cause I didn't trust mine you know? <laughs> for like a year. Cause I, 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 I knew in the space of like, I felt God pushing me somewhere else, mm-hmm. but working under someone and for someone was what I had known. Mm-hmm. Um, And so that wasn't an easy jump, not to mention like, you know, the perks, the affiliation um, of being with a company like Music World. That was all trying for me personally. But I learned that it really it really um, shone a light on where I was in terms of my confidence, like Mm -hmm. because I had I didn't realize it at the time, but I had essentially hidden myself 
under the names and the labels. Like I was Nicole with Music World. You know I what I'm could, saying? I Not can Nicole totally Hayward. relate mm-hmm. because I, that's how I felt after leaving BET. I was like, so like what now? Yeah. Who am I now? And yeah. it wasn't even like I was at BET long, but I was able to establish um, mm-hmm. something and establish a network of people where now I just was feeling like now, how am I going to keep these networks? If I no longer can right. say um, I'm Latoya and I work at right. BET type thing. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, it's easy to get tricked in the sense of believing that your worth is tied to that thing or that place. Mm-hmm. And it actually isn't, but because a lot of relationships came through, through you mm-hmm. having that title or mm-hmm. that position at the company, you feel like, you know, it makes you hesitate. Like, well, am I going to be able to keep that up? Like, why are they going to want to, are they going to take my call now? <laughs> right. You know, exactly. are they even going to resp- exactly. respond to my email? Because right. I don't have that email anymore mm-hmm. because I'm, I don't have musicworld.com. On, right. You know, it's right. on my email. Yeah. I'm just, I'm Nicole Hayward now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not Nicole with Trinity five, seven or right. Nicole at, from music world. Mm -hmm. And that was a scary place to be. Like I had to learn about myself. And a lot of what I learned was that I didn't, I wasn't thinking the best about me. Right. Like I, I just wasn't. Um, and so that space of that year where I knew I was supposed to leave, but I just personally wasn't ready was just tough. Cause I was super uncomfortable at work. Like I was still productive, still getting stuff done, still doing my job essentially, but I wasn't in love with it. Like Mm -hmm. I was before Mm -hmm. I wasn't connected. Um, and so it just got to a point to where I was like, I have to do something Mm -hmm. and how am I going to get myself out of this space? Even if I can't specifically see the next, you know, space that clearly, how do I start walking towards it? Okay. Um, and so I just, I, I remember thinking, I want to be responsible. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm an adult. I want to be responsible. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to explain this to my parents. Like, how am mm-hmm. I going to make sure, you know, this comes off as okay? Because um, the few people that I had told my plans and that I wanted to leave and essentially that I needed to, they were like, why would you do that? That's crazy. No, you need to... You know, everybody had every reason yeah, for me the, to stay. Because everybody projects their fears, their mm-hmm. own fears on you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I get. So walk us walk us through, you know, quickly. You don't have to do. <laughs> but walk us through the day you said, I'm leaving Music World. Oh, my God. I'm, and I want to start. I'm going to trust my instincts and I'm going to start my own business. Right. So first of all, I drafted my resignation email and it was like in my saved drafts, probably for like two or three weeks. Mm -hmm. And I would check it every day just to make sure that it hadn't got sent by (laughs) accident. (laughs) So I would go and look. But this one day, because I kept in my head, I was rationalizing with myself too, like, okay, well, your artists, they're getting ready to release a record. So don't do it now. You don't want to leave them hanging Mm because I did. I cared about the artist and who I was working with because there was no one else um, in the space of gospel that was on the management side. Okay. Um, So it was just me. So I was very concerned about what was going to happen with them. Mm -hmm. But then I had to learn God one day was like, well, you think you could take better care of them than I can? Like you do what 
I'm instructing you to, they'll be fine right. and you'll be better. Okay. You know, so I finally That's a went word. in. <laughs> that is a word. I went in and it was, it was a Friday. Cause I, like I said, I was very methodical. Like looked at my calendar, like, okay, this will be two weeks. You know, we'll be past essence. We'll be past, um, the big central park show mm-hmm. and, and all of that. And I just, I sat at my desk. It was towards the end of the day. And I just read, I must've read that email. I don't know how many times. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I read it. Because fear will yeah. play a big number. In yeah, that. I kept, mm-hmm. I was doubting myself. And then it just finally came a space where I was like, don't doubt, just do. And mm-hmm. I just hit, just hit send it. and it was gone. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> what have I done? Yeah. Um, but the responsible adult side of me had gone and got a job like a month prior. So I was working part-time early morning. Like I was working four to eight mm-hmm. and then I would go into music world, okay. which is insane and crazy. But I felt like I needed to make my decision make sense to other people, mm-hmm. which is something, something else that I, that yeah. I had, had to get away from because we trap yeah. ourselves with that too. But mm-hmm. I got a job at Starbucks, y'all. I was a barista. <laughs> I went from being a label manager at Music yeah, World Entertainment. Starbucks got benefits too. That and that, but that's that was my thought process. Mm-hmm. If I can tell my parents, but this job has benefits. Mm-hmm. I know I'm working at a coffee shop, and that probably sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. But like Starbucks is first of all, please understand if you are in a transition phase. Or if you're just in a phase of trying to figure out what you want for you, like never be ashamed of going to work for another for company. company. Yeah. Like there's or nothing. Or a smaller company, like, or if you have to do retail or whatever, whatever is comfortable for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because like, I know for me personally, mm-hmm. I can't stand up on my feet for no five hours talking See? about what's your name? <laughs> you know, a tall latte or a small grande. I, what? I just don't have the patience for that. So I do believe that, you know, you just have to know what works for you. Yeah, you do. And retail just don't work for it me. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. See, and so I, I walked off the floor so many times, been standing, I was standing in Victoria's Secrets and was like, ah, this is, no, yeah. I, I can't do this. And I yeah. went and went and got my purse and walked off the floor because retail, just standing on my feet all day is just, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't. And I think to me, Starbucks, cause I thought about all of that. I was like, maybe I can go to, what was it? Office Depot. I basically researched mm-hmm. the companies that offered benefits, even if you were a part-time, part-time employee. Yeah. Um, and there happened to be a Starbucks, not far from the office. That's the other thing, girl. I worked at the one right by music world that so they would be coming in a couple times and i mean even with that again talk about like having to build myself up from the inside Mm -hmm. like i'm here with a starbucks cap and a bright green apron serving Mm -hmm. my old co-workers some days so you went from starbucks um to owning your own company Mm -hmm. um with award-winning clients Mm -hmm. and yeah. Now what? <laughs> I mean, it's it's been crazy. But now I'm to the space where I can look back clearly over these past 10 years. Mm-hmm. It's been since I started Creative Classic, but 10 years. And I'm able to see essentially how I can help pull somebody else along in this journey. You know, mm-hmm. so that's one of the things that I'm focused on right now. But yeah, like I literally built 
my company up in Starbucks. Like I would work my morning shift mm-hmm. and then I had, you know, two preferred tables <laughs> that I would sit at <laughs> um, after I got off work mm-hmm. and I would be there on my computer making calls and it's, it's been crazy. I mean, I will wake up at 3 a.m. Mm. to go to that job and then I'd be working for clients till whenever the work was done, which, right. you know, it's never really done, right. but yeah. So um, would you say that trusting your instincts is what kept the motivation going or what kept you motivated? Um, and if not, what kept you motivated because sometimes when I trust my instincts I trust my instincts and jump all the way in and then once I'm in I'm like what the fuck yeah (laughs) yeah what did I do I want to get out now right like I I just want to get out now yeah 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 so I trusted myself enough to make the jump and then I think once I was in it I just told myself there's no turning back Mm -hmm. this this essentially is what it was what I'd been wanting. So mm-hmm. I, I loved the industry, you mm-hmm. know, of music, um, love, you know, working with the faith-based clients a lot. Um, cause that relates to me easily. Um, but there were restrictions mm-hmm. cause it wasn't my company. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was working, I was essentially meeting the culture, the, the guidelines, the goals of another company. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I more so wanted to focus on um, finding ways to partner artists with other brands or other organizations for mutually beneficial situations. Mm-hmm. But that to me, like partnerships is something. And even to this day, like it's just something that I love. I love crafting a great, mm-hmm. even just a first pitch. Like that's not scary to me anymore. Um it was in the beginning, of course, but I I couldn't do a lot of that when I was working at Music World because I had a lot of other day to day duties that just wouldn't allow me the space to ever get there. Right. So um, I just pushed through. I was like, essentially, this is where you're at. This is what you have. So the further you go, the more you'll build, mm-hmm. you know, and I stayed at Starbucks for a year and like four months or okay. so. Okay. Um, so I wasn't there not so bad. long, no, <laughs> not but bad. that 3 a.m. Cause I'm not a morning person. Yeah, Even now, crazy, like but when that's I, grinding out, that's talk about dedication that right there. I'm envious of, because I think at 3 a.m. I'd have been like, you know what? God, yeah. We got to find another. It's life. hard. Like you do every mm-hmm. day have to, you have to tell yourself this is for a reason. Yeah. This is for a purpose. This and is this is so that. I can fulfill my God given purpose like Amen. because some of the things that we have to do while we're building, like they are far from pretty. Like you're not going to ever see a clean construction worker. That's just come off the site from laying a foundation. You right. know what I mean? He's right. going to be dusty. He's going to be sweaty and mm-hmm. tired. He's probably going to have aches and pains. It could be a female as well. I'm not trying to, <laughs> I'm just using the example yeah, of true. a construction worker. Like you're building a foundation and eat like, when it's your company or even just in life, we're always building. Like you're always going to have those days. They're going to come where mm-hmm. you just feel worn out. Like I am wiped out. Like I gave my all today. I'm tired. I'm beat. I can't even think or see straight. Mm-hmm. And you know, at those times you just, you got to pull back, allow yourself to rest. Don't buy into the, I'm a 
sleep when I die or, you know, yeah. all of that stuff. Yeah. Like your body needs rest. You need rest, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. put your work in rest and then get back to it. And right. that essentially is how I, I pushed myself. Now it, I mean, it, it helped that I had relationships, but that those were cultivated cause I put time in and I put work in and people knew that I loved and cared about what I was creating every day. True. So coming out the gate and it's so funny cause I didn't remember this when I started working with James fortune this time around, but he was actually one of my first contracted clients when I started CCA because his label had me to do a few things on the, the media side for mm-hmm. him. So um, that was one of my first contracts. And then Wes Morgan, who I'm still working with, um, now he's been with me. We're now, we're nine years, you know, in, in, in business together. Um, and that was just because I chose to not look back. I was like, I just have to keep moving forward. And I think that's the key to it. So, um, what are, what are your, what are the, for the people out there who are working their dead end jobs or maybe even lost their jobs, quit their jobs already, um, or just have this feeling in the bottom of their stomach, like every time they hear a pastor preach and they be like, it's about to be birth. And I'm speaking because I know, like I've been in those services and be like, I know that there's something else that I should be doing. Mm-hmm. So for those people out there who feel that way and have these burning desires and don't know you know, what, what are the steps they should take? What are the top, what are the three things that you think, um, uh, the essential, essential knowledgeable things that they should do or know, um, well, before taking those steps. So, so I know you, you said they, they have a burning desire mm-hmm. to do the first thing I would make sure, you know, like you even asked me, what do you want? What are your goals? Yeah. You need to know what you want. And I just asked a friend this the other day. Cause I'm like, I call myself friend to this girl and she's definitely my friend, but I just realized that I'm not even clear on what makes her happy. Right. What is it that you love to do? And I asked her cause she was having a down day. I just checked on her and she was like, I'm actually, you know, been feeling pretty anxious and depressed. And I said, well, we know that that's not a space that you can stay in. Mm-hmm. I said, but this makes me realize that I don't even know what's the opposite end of, of that spectrum for you. Like what makes you happy? Mm-hmm. You know what? So identify what makes you happy. And I know people say happy equals hobby. Sometimes that is all it is, but I don't, I don't necessarily live in that because yeah. to me, I'm very happy in terms of creating and doing mm-hmm. what I do daily and my decisions and making um, a living doing it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so if you know what makes you happy to me, that at least gives you uh, a place to focus on for where your career space would be. Right. Um, you even, I know you don't do the, the four legged creatures. Oh, I have a huge no love for no <laughs> I have a dogs, huge love, no cats, no dogs. I have a huge love for dogs as well. Mm-hmm. That's another business for me. Like I'm developing that now. I've already started working in it in terms of doing some, some boarding, mm-hmm. but I, I love dogs that much that 
I'm creating something specifically. And I guess because I, I have a business mindset, yeah. but I'm, I'm creating some things that will allow me to spend a little more time in that area that makes me happy. Yeah. So. So first would be, mm-hmm. and which I totally agree, because, you know, I, I, that's always my first question um, when I'm having talks with anybody is like, so what is what is your goal like what yeah what's the goal here what ultimately is your end mm-hmm. like what do you want to happen um because and and it seems so simple to say it seems so simple to ask that question but to yeah. answer it is not yeah you know like when when you start to you know delve into it and be like okay so what, what do I really want to do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. like it's just like Oh, uh, okay. So I'm yeah. not really as focused as I thought I was. Yeah. I was specifically I wanted to do. So yeah, I do believe that. Yeah, you need you need to know exactly um, what you're doing. Yeah, what I d- want to do identify. I would just say so, like, and take the word goal out maybe till like step three. Right. But first, like, just simply identify what makes you happy. So even if you're the kind of person where being with my family or family makes me happy. That is something to let your mind focus on and think about, okay, what exactly is it about family? Is it when everyone comes together for the holidays? So is it really that you love creating moments and, Mm -hmm. and memories and experiences with people coming together? Maybe you want to consider something in the space of event planning Mm -hmm. or something that, you know what I mean? Like that's how you start breaking it down. Like that. Yeah. So do that. Think mm-hmm. about what ma- just what makes you happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, also, to take an honest assessment of where you are in life. Mm-hmm. Are you mentally healthy? Like, mm-hmm. are you physically healthy? Because all of those things, when you start building, they are all going to matter. So I, in hindsight, um, not that I wouldn't have started my business right away, but I probably would have tried to find a way maybe I would have stuck at Starbucks I know I probably wouldn't have I'm not gonna look back because like (laughs) I said it's no looking back but my point is like take an honest assessment of where you are so if you have debt like or what what does your savings look like especially Mm -hmm. if you're talking about starting a business so take an honest assessment of where you are because until you do that you can't do the step three which is to start to plan and execute. No. And so, I do believe also too, like you said, checking in on your mental headspace before you do mm-hmm. all that is pertinent child, because the anxiety of that whole thing right there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh will, my gosh. That will take you all the way down. So definitely. An it gets, r- it gets rough. I mean, and I had savings. I didn't have enough at the end of the day. Well, no, I had enough. Cause but it was like I had a lot of skin of my teeth days, mm. like by the skin of my teeth, like that things were happening, bills getting paid, like it gets for real ugly and nerve wracking. Mm. And if you are not well and healthy, mm-hmm. that I can imagine that breaking someone that's kind of already Ugly. in a shaky you know? headspace. Yes, absolutely. Because so, it, it's a lot to take on. Mm-hmm. It, I don't have some I mean clients write checks but I mean I don't have a company putting a direct deposit in my account every two weeks so if I don't if I'm not able to stay focused and produce and work you know efficiently and effectively how am I surviving because 
I'm creating my income sources Mm -hmm. and it's different. You can be, it's a little bit easier to be checked out of life and just kind of going through the motions when you're just, you're at a job. So you may be doing data entry or something like that. Um, which I think we talked a little bit about before, um, how do you kind of create that transitional space? Like if you want to go from job to dream, Mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes those sorts of jobs where you're not really having to think or pour yourself in are the best places to be. Well, they can also be the worst places to be because you can sometimes be stuck Mm -hmm. at a job, just going through the motions because you don't know how to get to your next. So like you've got to, be aware of where your mind is. Mm-hmm. You, you've got to, you know, even on the physical side, it gets strenuous. Like I didn't sleep properly. I didn't sleep. Even now I don't always sleep well, mm-hmm. but as, especially in those beginning stages, I mean, like, well, like I already told y'all, I was having to wake up at 3am. Yeah. You know? so, <laughs> so it takes a toll. So really making sure you're healthy. Mm-hmm. I think we don't, put enough emphasis on how important that is, but you can't be your best in any capacity when you're not consistently. Yeah. yeah, Like think about how many times you check your bank account to make sure, or to see like, is it money there? What's going on? Like, honestly, you need to be doing that. This is, this is, uh, uh, I don't know if it's, it's not a good thing. It's definitely, I don't know if it's a bad thing. Check your bank account. Child, I can't be looking at it. It gives me anxiety. Girl. I don't be looking at my bank account all the time. I honestly be asking for no receipt when I go to the ATM. Cause I just can't take all of that. <laughs> and I'm not ready. I mean, when it's time for me to pay the bills, I'll go in there and look. Mm-hmm. Um, on my credit card right now, I, I just can't look at the balance. The balance makes my nerves it just you out. so frazzled. I understand that, but yes, I do. Cause I just you do need two to, days. Ago, it's a bad thing, I know, and I should not be doing that. But like, yeah, sometimes I be knowing like today's not the day I need to be looking at the balance. Right. But that's because you're aware <laughs> mm-hmm. of where your head is, like mm-hmm. what your mental is. You're aware. And so, you know, like I probably shouldn't because depending on how that looks, that yeah. could set me. <laughs> that could trigger me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That could yep. trigger. But you, I, I do say you do need to take inventory mm-hmm. of mental, physical finances. Cause to me, those were the things that really got, pulled on when the I most. went into business. Yeah, yeah. The most. And then what's your last one? Um, to really, I would say, I want to say get going because again, something you and I, we talked about just in our general girl conversation, mm-hmm. but, um, I can, I, I am a planner, Mapper. but I'm the, you always want to, yeah, I'm a out. mapper. I do. Nicole I want to map everything I have a, out. <laughs> I have a program. <laughs> I have a, a a dream map program, which basically like helps you identify, you know, where you may best be suited and how to how to get there. Mm-hmm. But I am I'm a, I'm a mapper. Um, but again, there have been times where that's been a pit stop for me because I got so busy mapping that I wasn't doing. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say like get to action. So know that you're not just making a plan. Mm -hmm. You're actually going to start daily doing things that are going to get you 
executing mm-hmm. and closer to where you want to be. So like we talked about, if it's that transition space and you know, you need to maybe try to find a job because the company you're at maybe is not as flexible as you need it mm-hmm. to be or whatever, you have to start figuring things out. Yeah. And that's the thing, like it is on you, but don't be afraid of that. Like mm-hmm. you can, you can honestly do what you set your mind to. That does not mean it's going to be easy. Again, that's why you have to take inventory, make sure you're resting, make sure you're talking to whomever, your counselor, friends, like, Therapist, yeah, whatever. identify your support circle, your support system. And a lot of times people will say, well, I don't really have that. You know, maybe you got family issues or something mm-hmm. like that. I also have a lot of mentors that don't even know who I am. Listen, I follow them. Instagram, <laughs> social media, yes. Instagram. Mm-hmm. There's also this like free, um, like if things start to overwhelm you and like you get anxiety, I learned, I have to figure out what it is. It's like this free 24 seven counseling and you can text these people and they will walk you through. See, you're yeah. a little, like they will ground you or whatever. I'm going to find it for y'all and tell y'all about it. Yeah. Um, in the but description. yeah, but I mean, we have to, but that's yeah. true. Like you build mentorships with people on Instagram and I they do. don't even be known. Cause you yeah. sent me something the other day. Uh-huh. Mel Robbins. You, yes. And you was like, Oh, this is my mentor. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she has no idea who I am. <laughs> but yes. I thought I like I listened to her eBooks and that's the other thing. Like I'm, I've been working on maximizing my time because my workload is heavy, mm-hmm. but I still, I need to be balanced. I still want to enjoy this life that I'm building, which I do love, but I, I do a lot of audiobooks now. So okay. I kind of will rotate between music and audiobooks. So even when I'm driving or I'm, you know, in the shower or putting makeup on, whatever is going on, mm-hmm. um, I will rotate. So between like online services, like sermons and stuff, I, I make sure that I get my balance, yeah. you know, fuel like that, that helps fuel me. Um, but my point in saying all of that was make sure you're eliminating your excuses. I don't mm, have nobody to support yeah. me. You may not have somebody physically, but there are a lot of relatable people, you know, on social media or that have written books like, pull from somewhere, like find where you're going to, you know, it may not be support in terms of a friend that can sit right next to you, but you can find someone that has a story that inspires you, that keeps you going, that support as well. So, um, be, be prepared to get moving and to get into action. Yeah, I agree. Identify what makes you happy. Cause I do believe that happy does not have to only equal hobby. I think happy can equal uh, a lifelong career with successes, you know? Yeah, and I believe, like, we're in a time right now where you can make anything, you can monetize anything. Like, companies and brands are so open to the smallest of niches. (laughs) Like, yeah. to me, in my opinion, I could be wrong, but they're just so open to the smallest of niches. And like, if it's a hobby in like you in dogs and building your Instagram around Bronx girl, do you know there, there are, I'm sorry, y'all, this is going to tell you how much I love dogs. <laughs> First of all, my, my dog, yes, my dog has an Instagram page, right? Like others, but, like all the other dogs <laughs> in America, which I find. There are dis- dogs that surf. Mm. 
There are surfing dogs. There are dog surfing competitions. There are brands that, that are pay willing. dogs, or pay their owners to surf on their boards, to wear their life jackets. They want yeah. them to wear their collars. Like you are yeah. correct in, in what you said. Now I tend to stay focused on, you know, the inspiring the, the, yeah, side, you yeah. know, but cause there are some people that are also selling products that I just feel like you're actually hurting humanity to borrow mm. that word from my friend, but you're hurting, <laughs> you're hurting versus building them up. But I think if it gives people a moment of laughter, you know, that's not at someone else's expense or whatever, but if it's something that gives people a breath of fresh air, cause life is hard. It like is. it's hard. It is. So I will take, 10 minutes out and look, go on my dog's Instagram and scroll because seeing them little dogs, like they make me smile. Don't roll your eyes. (laughs) I can't stand me a dog. Y'all them dogs scare me. I have a dog phobia. Um, I'll be talking to my therapist about it. Um, I would love not to be afraid of them things, but I just cannot get with it. And Nicole will send me a picture of a dog. And I'll be looking at Nicole like, why is she sending me this? Why is she sending me this? I know. Uh, I I had to stop trying to put my... I'll be hitting Nicole with the straight silence. Like, I don't don't know why you're sending this to me. I have other friends that do it too. Don't worry, y'all. Still going to get the pictures (laughs) when I feel like sending them. Because that's how much joy they sometimes bring me. But yeah, but identify what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Take inventory. A true... And don't be afraid mm-hmm. to take a real assessment. Yeah, be Y'all, I just looked at be transparent. my financial picture a couple days ago and I put myself on a straight lockdown of like 90 days mm-hmm. and this is what I'm doing mm-hmm. to pay down on some debt because that's not fun. I realized that causes me stress the same way you were talking about. You don't want to yeah. look at your receipt sometimes. Yeah. I get it. I mm-hmm. mean, that to me, that's human. That's that's normal. Mm-hmm. But don't don't stay away from it so long that it actually hurts you more than if you had addressed it in the moment so just take a real true snapshot of Mm -hmm. where you are mentally physically financially Mm -hmm. and I use those three specific points you know before like Entering into a new, actually going mm -hmm. out there to shoot your shot. Mm -hmm. Those are the three things that you should be. Yeah, because for me, out of those three, the the bank that was the lowest really was the mental. But that was because not realizing it, like my confidence was real bad, Mm, and it It should have been number one. Yeah, it should be number one. Thank you. It it was (laughs) bad then, but now that it's built up Mm -hmm. and built on the things that it should have been, Mm -hmm. you know, back then. Now, like I do business at a whole nother level. So Mm -hmm. all of those things work together. And sometimes we'll say, oh, you know, we don't really have the money to make some things move right now. We just talked about that as well, but we don't have the money to make some things move. But being aware to me still helps you because then when you're moving forward and you're focused on whatever is in front of you at the moment, you're looking at it from a mindset. Also, it opens your eyes to be like, well, is there a way? Exactly. Is there some hidden money in here? Like, exactly. is there a way I can? I'm op- a more of an optimistic view mm-hmm. um, because confidence, like low, low confidence, low self esteem, all of that will will definitely stop you from doing. And you anything. lose so much time. You lose time. You lose the relationships. You lose mm-hmm. business relationships. You just lose everything. And even like I was saying, you know, things will happen when you go out there and try to start your own business. Because I'm gonna tell y'all, like. I've had people been be so interested 
and helping me and stuff. And then the next thing you know, like the text messages or the calls or the emails, things just went radio silent. I have no idea what I did wrong. Well, I don't know if, if I even really did anything wrong, but that kind of stuff will stop you. Yeah. And I don't necessarily feel like I'm like a hundred percent confident, but I do feel like there is a calling on my life. So I think that's what really pushes me. Right. So, but building the confidence, you're right, is like should be the number one thing because if you don't have confidence, all everything else just fails. If, and it's gonna fall apart. It's, but it's but not- know this. So like when people say no, when they don't return the call or mm-hmm. don't return the text. I mean, yeah, it's normal to kind of look at it like, well, what happened? You know, what did, did I do something or Yo, what? No, I want to become like the crazy stalking girlfriend. It be- <laughs> but don't. I would say like, if something is not working, accept that mm-hmm. and leave it there because you lose power trying to figure out why someone hasn't called you. You lose time. Mm-hmm. Why haven't they responded? Keep that put that back into you and just keep going. Like, I mean, and I know it's like, it's easier said than done, but you're doing this right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you've moved forward and this is an amazing platform and people are getting blessed and just enjoying it Mm -hmm. because you said, I'm not going to look back and I'm not going to wait, you know, on a, and I'm not going to sulk over a broken promise. Yeah. You know? So Yes, you're going to get no's and you're going to get ignored. I I get ignored and I'm just like, oh, well, but I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm also at this point, I'm I'm busy. So a lot of times I'll forget that like someone hasn't responded. But mm-hmm. I think I, I'd rather be that than sitting thinking that they're not responding because of me. I must. Am I not worth the response? Like, that's yeah. how my confidence was shot back yeah. then. Like, I just, everything was my fault mm-hmm. somehow. I was taking fault for it. Yeah. And I had to learn that's not the case. Yeah, people are people. It's outward. Yeah, people people do and say what they want to do. And it has nothing. And my mom always says that anything, everything that people say and do has nothing to do with you and says everything about them. Mm-hmm. That has always been her 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 lesson to me, um, a life lesson to me. And I do, while I do understand it, um, the ego um, doesn't allow me and people, you know, I'm sure you struggle with it too. Like the ego doesn't allow you to kind of like just briskly move past that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. The so human like, side. The yeah. human side of uh-huh. me is like, wait, what? Like, yeah. Like, I hope I don't see this person in the street. Right. Because, like, I'm going to be like, so why you ain't respond? Because that was disrespectful. You know, because you know, that's you like a little message. lack of respect. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like, um, it's just that that's just the hard part of it. But yes, pushing it to the wayside is definitely um, yeah. uh, the best route to yeah. go. Find ways to eliminate the roadblocks, eliminate the excuses. Just know <laughs> in your starting phase of anything, you're going to be tired. Mm-hmm. I don't have any kids. A lot of my friends do. And they always talk about like, the first few months, you know, I was there with my, well, my best friend has twins. So that was at a whole nother level, but (laughs) those early months are the most trying and tiring because essentially you're, you're not on your own schedule. You're Mm -hmm. on the baby schedule or you're on your business's schedule. Like you're having to give extra because this is literally the infant stages. Like this is, I mean, this is very, this is what I needed to hear. Cause I, 
in building this brand right now am now feeling like I just don't feel like doing all like it's just a lot of work in the beginning stages. Mm-hmm. And if I can just get by all of that, like building yeah. a website, going through the photos and creating this. If I could just get past that, I think I'll be good. But yes. Because if you think about that it, like beginning, we, the beginning, when you bring the baby home uh-huh. from the hospital, those first couple of weeks, huh, it's just a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So see you and you have that personal experience. So equate it to, to all of that because <laughs> stinky diapers yeah, and all like yeah. that, that is how it's going to go down. Yeah. And that's how it is. And you have to even, and I use the term crazy you know loosely but you have to be a little a little different to be like I'm about to start this business I'm about to do what a lot of people are probably thinking I can't and I'm not going to think about any of that I'm just going to think about the fact that this is going to bring me joy every day Mm -hmm. in the big picture because every day is not going to feel great but know that you're not going to feel great every day and be okay with that because you know that that end result or that bigger picture is that you're creating the life you want. Yes. Like what, like no one can take that from you. You put in the work to create what you want. Yes. And don't let, like, just don't let anybody come for your thoughts and your dreams. Absolutely. And I think that you've done a good job of doing that. Thank you. So far in life with Creative Classic, we all, we started out the conversation and didn't even introduce. So I'm going to have to just do an intro. Creative Classic <laughs> Agency. So Nicole <laughs> is the, the owner and uh, president, do you say now still? Mm-hmm. The owner and president of Creative Classic Agency. She has managed so many talented artists. She still manages talented artists, great talented artists um, out there. Who can Do you want to Yeah, and I, we focus a lot on business development. Okay, yes. So we help to strengthen your business system. So a lot of times on the um, artist and there's an initial focus obviously on music but mm-hmm. we like to make sure that you're diversified like is there anything else in you that you can give what about writing a book we mm-hmm. focus on merchandise mm-hmm. because merchandise development especially now with e-commerce you know is mm-hmm. a very viable stream of income mm-hmm. so we build out your business system what does your back office look like because I'm a stickler for being organized for the end of the year. Like mm-hmm. when I have to give people an Excel sheet oh, okay, that yeah. says like what, you know, Everything what you've spent. made through us, yeah. what's been mm-hmm. spent because again, the finances, like you have to constantly, you know, just be aware of mm-hmm. what's going on. But, um, but we, we basically set up your office so that oh. you're functioning, you're functioning, um, at the best that you can for where you are. Nice. Um, and then yes, on the artist management side, we work uh, primarily with faith-based with gospel artists. Right. So our management roster right now includes Zacardi Cortez and James fortune. Wes Morgan is still with us. We started with Wes. It was um, marketing. Mm-hmm. So now we do marketing and we do his booking management. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the artists that is essentially self-managed, but we provide a support and a, you know, a core function to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, marketing is still one of my top, top loves. Things. I just, yeah. And a lot of my marketing strategy is always going to be built off of those partnerships, strategic mm-hmm. partnerships. One of the first 
things that I was able to coordinate when I launched the agency was having Chrisette Michelle sing the anthem at a, a big New York Knicks no, game. I was going to say not at the White House. I hope you wasn't behind that. Because no. I would have to end our friendship. <laughs> our friendship would have officially and this podcast. <laughs> our friendship would have been officially ended if that was it. No, but, yeah, okay. no, it was Chrisette um, singing the anthem at a Knicks game, and then here more recently, um, we helped to orchestrate Gladys Knight lighting the Empire State Building oh, nice. for um, VH1 Save the Music. Mm-hmm. So I still I love those kind of pieces of a marketing plan Mm -hmm. um, along with of course just the traditional marketing drivers that you need to be successful but so pretty much you're just dope overall as far as working with your brands and your marketing Um, I love business yes I I know I know and um and it shows and I think that I'm I'm always been a fan of CCA I used to work with Nicole yes um but you know you guys I just be all over the place trying to figure my life out but Nicole did help me a lot and taught me a lot um, as far as building brands and, um, I just look I'm forward glad. to where we're going to go. Yeah. Um, the both of us Same in the future. Um, so it's been great to chatting. Oh, one thing I do want to say though, too, about, cause we, Nicole and I were talking about, um, shooting your shot and you shouldn't be afraid to shoot your shot. And I think the one thing that everybody keeps hearing, um, now is, um, oh, I want to start a YouTube channel and then someone hits you with a, everyone has a YouTube channel is inundated. Oh, I want to start a podcast. Everyone's starting a podcast now. Oh, um, so what makes you different? Oh, I want to sell hair online. Everybody's selling hair online. It really doesn't matter like what you want to do. And if that's your burning desire and that's how you, um, want to make money or whatever, what's going to make you happy. Like, I don't think that someone telling um, you that yeah. there's so many people out there doing it. Um, at this point, it doesn't make any sense. Don't believe the hype, sis or bro. Don't believe the hype. Yeah. Um, your story is always going to be unique. Always going to be unique. If that's the case, LMA wouldn't have been able to be so successful with the boo song. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? The boot up? Boot up. Like, yeah. <laughs> if LMA thought that with thousands and thousands of other singers coming around, if everybody was like, oh, I can't be a singer because Beyonce is a singer, then there would be all this, like, no music, no new music. So it really doesn't matter how many people are out there. If you got a podcast, if you got a YouTube channel, if you want to write a book, who cares? Just do it. And you never know who's going to be inspired by your story. Yeah. You really, really never know. And that's what me and Nicole were talking about we because were. I believe that Nicole is going to be able to write so many great books. She's going <laughs> to she's gonna write so many great books. She's going to start her own podcast. She's going to do so much out there in the world, guys. And you guys just need to stay tuned. And if you're an artist, a more established artist out there, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Oh, okay. I mean, I can coach. Oh, you can coach too. So she coaches too, guys. So, um, if you're an artist, um, and also specifically if you're in the gospel industry, I would say that Nicole is somebody that you want to have in your corner. Um, I, I, Thank you, boo. Isn't that nice? Yes. Um, because dare I say that even though it's the gospel industry, there is just some shady characters out there. <laughs> <laughs> this is and true. There's some shady characters out there, and 
Um, Nicole's definitely not one of them. She is definitely one that you would want in your corner. Um, and it doesn't even really necessarily have to be artists. They can be authors or mm-hmm. pastors, speakers. speakers. Yeah. Um, so if you're out there and you are faith-based and you're looking for representation, Creative Classic Agency might be your route. So I will put all her information in um, the description. Um, you can always email me at info at com, and I will let you guys know or send along the information. This is so good. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. And I also have an email list, guys, because I do have a lot of things coming up. Um, and you can sign up to my email list on www.analoggirl.com. Check it all out. Anything else you got to say, Nicole? No, just <laughs> shoot Nicole's your shot. Looking at me. <laughs> shoot for your dreams and just put your blinders on and build yes. what you want. Yes, build. TD Jakes talked about that today on, on Sunday. Really? Um, yesterday. That was yesterday. Yes, he said it, um, uh, anything you have to build doesn't come with a price. Mm. Oh, it was just so good. Mm-hmm. It I was need so to, good. Yeah. Um, but yes, guys, build. Yes. Build. Build. Um, so I ain't going to hold y'all, and we definitely ain't going to let y'all hold us. <laughs> I so, do have work to do. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't going to let y'all hold us, so we'll talk to you soon. Bye.